Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJD Coops and Beast Mike on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Pretty good. Uh, fairly calm day today. The weather is, it feels like it's winter here up in State College. Uh, I'm sure it's still respectable in the Philly area, but it, it's, no, it's not. Absolutely... <laughs> no, it's no. not. It, it, got, it got colder. It got colder. It got colder. Okay. Yeah, it feels like winter up here. It, it's been like that the last three days. We're going to get more of that before the game on, on Saturday, too. So it's good. You must though. be I'm devastated, good. by the way. <laughs> Devastated? No, Minnesota played well. And for those who don't know, I am a Penn State uh, student and Penn State fan. Yes, it was not good to lose the uh, game to the Golden Gophers, but the Gophers played well. It's it's uh, much. We made our mistakes, yes, but the Gophers played well. They played well enough to win the game, and even then, it felt like we probably should have came back and won it. Minnesota got it done in the end, so we just gotta go. We just gotta get up for Indiana, and everything's right in front of us. We went out. We still go to Indianapolis. I want to get Minnesota again. Um, Troy Johnson. That Number is one. me. Strong <laughs> style. Keeping it strong style. Is... Oh, I am all things elite, sir. Oh, you're okay. all things elite. All, all things elite. All right. I, I confuse people. Yes. The young boy is Josh Smith. Hmm. I am Floyd Johnson from all things elite. Yeah, okay. my bad. My bad, and all the social suplex listeners are probably yelling at me right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you have all things elite with the beautiful Miss Phoenix on JPW. Yes, uh, Amy uh, was one one of my first consistent co-hosts. It was hard finding a consistent co-host for a while, so I was doing the guest co-host thing, and then between Amy and uh, All Elite Tiffany, uh, I've been able to find a consistent co-host. I realized that, uh, you know, most people have lives and can't commit to recording, like, every week like I do, because, you know, they have lives. (laughs) Yeah, people have lives, no shit. Yes. We have lives, too. That's why we're recording this at uh, 10 o'clock on Thursday. <laughs> Pretty much. But we have SmackDown, Full Gear, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Raw, NXT, Dynamite, and Floyd was at Full Gear. Okay. So we have yes. a live perspective. Yes, I was definitely, yeah, I was at Full Gear. Had a great time, as always, in the audience. Uh yeah, it's it's ser- a um a just AEW's audiences in general 
remind me. I am a little older. I'm 38, so okay, I, I li- I, yeah, I was like, I lived through the Attitude Era, so mm-hmm. it reminds me of the crowds during the Attitude Era, and it's just like they people, you know, they know who to cheer, they know who to boo, no stupid chance. I mean, a few stupid chants got shut down, just flat out shut down. Now, I was about to ask how it was at my AEW show, too. I was about to ask that. Like, okay, I've been able to watch pretty much all the AEWs on TV, and those crowds are loud, and there's a whole lot of juice in those buildings. That does come off screen, so, like, it comes off that live, live in person, I'm going to guess. Uh, absolutely and it's just like you'll hear like you'll hear that it'll get a little slow and someone will start a cm punk chant and then okay. you'll hear shut shut the fuck up shut the, and it just it, it, it just gets shut down immediately okay. and you know and it's 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 cool because it's like when people do chant it has something to do with what's going on on the show not to everyone, everyone gets it okay yeah everyone, everyone gets Everyone gets it, and if they you don't get it, you're usually you with out. someone. You get called out, or you're with someone that gets it, and just do what they do. Mm. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Obviously, there's some CM Punk stuff that happened this week too, which uh, oh a whole no lot of shit, it's, it's like the biggest <laughs> thing in wrestling, which everyone got gassed up about. So yeah, so that's a uh, that's totally let's a thing that's gonna happen. Start with that. WWE yeah. backstage. Yeah, so this happened at the end of backstage on Tuesday. Backstage was pretty solid from everything I understand, and then they rolled out the cold of personality, and I was like, "Oh, all right, is this a, is this a troll move? Is this a troll move? Like, what's happening here?" And then suddenly, oh, CM Punk legitimately walks onto the set, and basically the wrestling world snaps, and the wrestling world spazzes out, and the Punk confirms he will be on the show next week. So, a lot of people are thinking, okay, yeah, it, it seems like he, he signed a deal with Fox. Well, they signed a deal with WWE. Well, obviously, there'll, there'll be more details on it. But Punk absolutely was on backstage, and it's clear to me that he's going to be around there for a while. Yeah. And a lot of people are thinking, is this a ploy to get everyone gassed up for Survivor Series? Survivor Series is in Punk's hometown of Chicago. Is this a ploy to get Punk to go to Chi-Town for Survivor Series? Well, you don't really got to get him to go there, because he's always no. there. But um, uh, with him... I say this, until he wrestles, until he dons the tights and has physical activity, okay. this is a non-issue. Mm. I, 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 I don't want to hear CM Punk I talk. Okay. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I'll believe like, it when I see it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That is a fair point. Yeah, I don't want to hear basically CM Punk talk about a bad product. That's, that's a fair point. I think I'd say... Uh, that's an understandable point. And I can, I can completely, I can agree with that. Like you kind of, yes, punk on the mic is gold. We understand that punk in the ring. Also really, really good. We kind of, it, it, and it felt like unfinished business when punk left. So yeah. I think, I think he kind of need at the very least punk to finish whatever business he has to attend to. I, I can, I can always tell my CM punk story. Uh, I was married for most of my twenties, and I quit going to WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania nineteen and twenty, and okay. I so like I was married in my twenties, and I didn't get to go to WrestleMania. So I get divorced, and I'm like, oh man, I'm going back to WrestleMania. CM Punk at this time is my favorite wrestler. It's WrestleMania thirty. 
And I buy my tickets, buy everything. I am going to see Punk you, you in, New Orleans. New Orleans. in New Orleans. The day after Royal Rumble, he basically effectively quits, right? Was Wasn't it yeah. Royal Rumble? He effectively yeah, quits. Rumble. Yeah, Rumble yeah. was the last thing he did. Yeah, uh, he effectively quits. And I'm like really disappointed. And then I get, well, literally probably my favorite, one of my favorite WrestleManias ever. So it's like I was really disappointed that he missed it. But because he missed it, WWE had to, you know, go off. Had to, had to plan B and go to Andrew Bryan. And their plan Bs are so many times better than their plan A's. And uh, yep. Daniel, and I'm like, I saw the Undertaker lose. I saw the Shield like squash the New Age Outlaws and. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, I saw Bray Wyatt's entrance, and it was ended up being like one of the best experiences of my life. So, as much as I hate CM Punk for not showing up, I also love CM Punk for not showing up. So, I'm always <laughs> conflicted when it comes to him. And as the host of All Things Elite, of very much an AEW person and an AEW flag bearer, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it also pisses me off because I really, really wanted him to sign up with AEW, but mm-hmm. I. Do what makes you happy. If that's if that's where he got the most money, and you know, yeah. he's probably got the most money. He's going to if he comes back and wrestle, it's going to be on a very abbreviated schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would, you know, I honestly I think the jury's out on. I mean, because right now he works for Fox. Yeah. Will yes. Will he go back to letting Vince McMahon tell him what to do? Or whatever, will he step in the ring again? Because, man, it seems like he's, I mean, he looked genuinely happy for this cushy job that he had got going sure on. Does. Yeah. This feels like, like Gruden in the Monday Night Booth type of deal to me. Where, remember how Gruden held it down for so many years in Monday Night? It, it took a truckload of money and a really desperate situation in Mark Davis in Oakland to lure him out. I think, you could, I think it's something like that. He probably got a truckload of money. for right now. And yeah, I would be too. I mean, you get you're, that's an ultimate way to get buzz. You're losing viewers on a weekend, mm-hmm. week out basis on Fox. Right. You don't and, want CM Punk on a show that draws 50,000 viewers on FS1. No. Mm-hmm. Fox huh. is going to practice. Well, that week, that week was doomed to fail because of the World Series and the fact that not many people really look for FS1. That yeah, because it actually, uh, I mean, this show backstage doubled from last week just because yeah. people knew where it was. But uh, the thing with the thing with Raw, Raw is what's like bleeding viewers right now. Yeah, people Raw just, needs the boost. Raw needs the boost. Yeah, yeah, they are bleeding. Viewers. I would argue SmackDown needs a boost. It, go, it went from four million down to three million, down to like two point four. And it's fair because SmackDown is like is like the brand new shiny toy, and people are not playing with the brand new shiny toy. I get that. I get what you're saying. How but many yeah, people I, do you know watch TV on Friday nights? No one. Not many. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're kind of <laughs> right. They're, they're kind of going up against it. There, they're asking people like some people's one night out a week to stay in and watch wrestling. That's you know, I honestly think modern. Affected a lot. Yeah, that's moderately entertaining, but like me this weekend, my wife's like, hey, we're going out to dinner, and I'm like, okay. I, I can't be like, <laughs> hey, I'm not going out to dinner because I'm going to stay at home and watch no, SmackDown. I, I, no shit. 
<laughs> legitimately, my girlfriend's birthday was Wednesday, and it, like in like I'm, we're probably gonna go to her um go to her house and her parents. Like her, her parents are gonna be there, so like uh, I'm probably there on Fridays. So I'm probably not watching SmackDown live either. So, yeah, like, I get like, it. I, I totally get it. Yeah, so I like I, I feel I felt like when they did it, I'm like, man, it'd be great if people treated wrestling like a live sport. But people treat wrestling more like a TV show than a live sport. Yeah. And the thing about a TV show is you watch it when you have time. You don't watch it. You don't have to watch it right then. I was like, I haven't watched. I love This Is Us. I haven't watched like any of this season except the first two episodes. I have all the rest on my DVR, and it's set up for whenever I have time. But and that's how people think of SmackDown and Raw. And SmackDown and Raw are much more palatable when you can re when you can fast forward through boring crap. Pretty much, yeah. It, it, it certainly is. You, you can watch the two hours of shit. And this for SmackDown example, episode was the transition. For example, was the, the, the to, for, for example, the lead off with SmackDown, the, the cure to decrease insomnia as Dan Corbin on the rest on the microphone. Uh, uh, that's, how this just, that's how this started. It is for those who have not listened. The notorious hatred of uh, Baron Corbin by D. Coots is absolutely astounding. Uh, the, he finds new ways to hate on Baron Corbin on Can a weekly basis. Shut it the is fuck incredible. Up, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> they get they actually it sounded like they gave him like ten minutes of mic time, which was ten minutes. I I actually. I actually love Baron Corbin. Fuck you! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Baron Corbin is... Baron Corbin? That's how he's a shit? Baron Corbin is a quintessential 80s shit-faced, shit irredeemable heel. And as a person that was, you know, alive during the 80s and enjoyed it, yeah, I mean, in the 80s, you know, the... Uh, the uh, you know, Hills didn't have good move sets. You no, know what I mean? Not right. Stomp, no. punch. No, I agree, but it's so dumbed down with Baron Corbin. It, it, it really is, and it's because it, it, uh, even Randy said Baron Corbin gets the art of professional wrestling. It's just the heel is not supposed to be interesting. He's supposed right. to be shitty. He's supposed to be booed. He's supposed to be pretty much a but coward. There's ways to do it. No. Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying there's not a way to get it done, yes. Yes, but I'm just saying as a person that that's my nostalgia, he talks to me as opposed to someone else that might hate him. He actually speaks to me as a heel. I get it. You know what? And I call the late 80s, but I get it. I I get what you're saying. (laughs) I actually, and this is why I I don't feel anywhere near the hatred of Corbin that D. Coops does. Like, I I get it. He's... He, he's supposed to get people to hate you, and he does a masterful job at doing it. And, and that's why I'm like, you know what? He's boring on the microphone, but he gets people. But I, I get him because he, he gets people to hate you. And, and he, that's that's essential, the catalyst of being a really good heel. And I, I think Corbin does a masterful job of it. More on Corbin later. He fought one with Roman Reigns in the main oh, event. God. Oh, God. <laughs> My insomnia. Crazy Baron Corbin. He can, he can cure insomnia. He can cure Dukus' insomnia. I don't even know if he's got insomnia. Uh, New Day versus Revival. I don't, but Baron Corbin might start giving me it. There you go. Uh, New Day versus Revival for the tag titles. Obviously, just playing off the uh, New Day beating them at the uh, at what we call Blood Money 4. 
uh, down in, in Saudi Arabia. The uh, New Day would win the tag titles, basically do it for Woods. Yes, Xavier Woods does become, because of the New Day rule, uh, tag team champion for the seventh time as well as Big E and Kofi, who I believe has got like 11 or 12 reigns now as tag champion. But when the New Day gets it done, it was a trouble in paradise via onto Wilder. Wilder looked like he, he suffered a little bit of an injury, uh, apparent injury, and he was really in pain pretty much the entire way through. So I don't know if this is, uh, is going to put a revival on the show for a little bit, but, uh, but Dash Wilder clearly was not 100% from the midway point on as the match ended. So New Day is the tag champions. Next up, we got uh, uh, Gable, Chad Gable. I refuse to call him Shorty G. Uh, Chad Gable, uh, Gable and Mustafa Ali versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Sami Zayn has been trying to recruit Daniel Bryan to join his crew for the last three weeks or so. Daniel Bryan still has made no response. Ultimately, it was Zayn who would get it done and, and help his team uh, with the win as Dan Bryan watched from the top of the rim. Uh, Cesaro and, and the Kinshasa would uh, would finish the deal on Ali and get the pinfall for the heels. Later on in the evening, it was the Fiend who would attack Daniel Bryan with the mandible claw, leaving him laying. It seems to me that's the route they're going to go for Survivor Series. More on that in a little bit because there's been some news that's dropped on Survivor Series. Nikki versus Sasha Banks was a pretty solid match. Uh, ultimately, it was Banks with a bank statement on Nikki Cross to get to get the submission win. Shayna Baszler would strike later on in the evening. We'll get uh, Shayna later on. Bailey attacked Cross, and then Shayna actually that's when that's when um, Shayna interfered. Bailey then attacked Cross, and then Baszler came out the crowd and stormed on Bailey, and basically got the hit and run. And then Sasha went to go check on her best friend Bailey. Tyson Fury. So, I told you about the Fiend. Yep, Tyson Fury, as they were over in England uh, this past week, Manchester uh, this past week, and then they, he and Strowman have basically squashed the beef, and they have uh, they destroyed the B team in pretty much effortless fashion. They and are Carmella, best friends. Uh, apparently, yeah, apparently that's the route they're going to go with that. Uh, Carmella and did, Not really, but... They've at least squashed the beef. At least there's that. Let's see. We got Carmella and Dana Brooke beating Fire and Desire, and that win gave Carmella and Dana the spots on Survivor Series on the Survivor Series team for the SmackDown women. Uh, Sasha Banks will be the captain of that. There's uh, there's been some news uh, dropped on some Survivor Series happenings. Bailey will face Nikki Cross if Nikki wins. She's on the team. Uh, Lacey Evans has also joined Team SmackDown for the women's Survivor Series. So we got Sasha. We've got Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, a whole lot of blondes, and Sasha Banks. And then we'll see if Nikki Cross will earn her spot onto the team. Let's see here. Next, uh, and after this was the, the main event was uh, was Roman versus King Corbin, and with with a little bit of Ziggler and Root assists, ultimately it was Corbin who got it done, and it was a pretty uh... decent match. But Corbin actually pinned Roman Reigns. Yeah, I kid you not. No shit. There is a related... Yeah, I kid you not. It actually happened. But there is some uh, related news about these two. And looks like Dash Rada is going to be okay. At least okay enough for a rematch. As New Day will fight uh, the revival for the tag titles uh, tomorrow night. There is some news for that involves Corbin and involves Reigns. The Survivor Series SmackDown, the 5 5 5 Smackdown Raw and NXT... Uh, tag title ma- uh, tag match 
And we obviously we saw Raw's team. I'll get to them in a moment. But SmackDown's team has Roman Reigns as the captain with Corbin, Strowman, and Ali and Gable are currently on the team. But Rude and Ziggler are going to fight Ali and Gable for those last two spots. That happens tomorrow on SmackDown. And that's pretty much your look at the blue brand. Also, also uh, Miss TV is going to uh, host Daniel Bryan and what he's going to say about Sami Zayn and the Fiend's attacks. So that's pretty much what happened on SmackDown. And yeah. I'll be at SmackDown this Friday. It's in Philly, yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was at Starcast in Baltimore that day, which was cool and got to watch. We got done pretty quite uh, early enough to watch SmackDown, so okay. Uh, much to the chagrin of the people that uh, I was rooming with, they were like, "Don't we watching the enemy?" They are. <laughs> <laughs> they That's are different. <laughs> Gordon Miles deletes his Twitter account. Yeah, Jordan Miles has been under some heat. He, he's taking some heat lately for his comments. I hope he, I hope he gets resolved, and he. I, I feel like there, there's some help that is needed there. Yes. Yeah, I think. Uh-uh. I think he needs help. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not saying WWE is the peachiest. Greatest place ever to work, but just like you're saying a lot of things, and you're like, they feature Keith Lee, they feature the New Day, they feature quite a few. So it's either you have two extremely different experiences, or you might be feeling stuff a little bit more than everyone else. Which hey, it it kind of. What's the Excalibur story? (laughs) I never got a full. Oh, uh, Excalibur story. So Friday, so we get in on Thursday, and then there's a dinner at uh, Jimmy Seafood for the people that were like, uh, you could buy the dinner. So we, uh, it was for Tony Schiavone's birthday. So okay. we all have the birthday celebration, and we go downstairs, and it looks like the wrestlers are in the back. Uh, they're having dinner, and Apparently, after the uh, after the event, they went over to this little bar that was across uh, uh, the uh, bar that was like across the way. It was at Jimmy Seafood. They went to the bar in Jimmy Seafood, and everybody got wasted. And you know, they, you know, that's what they do. And uh, apparently, Jimmy Havoc, who who drinks, uh, apparently Jimmy Havoc, who drinks, and Excalibur got into some kind of disagreement. Uh, ex- uh, Jimmy Havoc went after Excalibur. Excalibur then choked him. Jimmy. Joe choked him out. Apparently, just put him in a chokehold, <laughs> okay. choked him out. Uh, so and this is like I said, this is how I've heard it many different ways from people that were near there or the guy that was drinking with them. He says so. He he wakes up and Jimmy Havoc like basically wakes up and swings and punches Excalibur, but they sell mm-hmm. they separate him and they go home and that was it. You know, it was just a drunken mishap, you know? Oh, mm. No shit. Excalibur, why That's not? Pop. Yeah, and Tony Khan, <laughs> Tony Khan, yeah, Tony Khan was there, and he saw it. But, you know, Tony Khan's been around <laughs> been around both European and American football teams. I don't yeah. think this is the first time two of his employees ever got in a fight. No. Yeah, it couldn't be. No way. Tell us more about StarCast. What did you go to? Uh, the first night, uh, I did, um, let's see, 
so they had the dinner. Uh, that was Tony Schiavone's dinner. Uh, they had some comedians come up, one named Taylor Williamson. And then one really raunchy comedy comedian, he was on from Comedy Central. He made a lot of, like, the harshest jokes ever. Uh, and some Chris Benoit stuff came up. It was, it was, it was pretty raunchy. It made the people I was with uncomfortable. I was dying. Uh, because I have, I was gonna say, I, I have a horrible sense of humor. Well, uh, then, so Tony Khan, MJF sitting there and he cuts, basically cuts a promo on Tony Schiavone and hating him. And apparently he has a super big crush on Medusa and wants to have sex with her. Uh, cause he, <laughs> he, he literally, he literally looked along, went around to the group where the legends, he said, fuck you. Fuck you. Went to Medusa said, I want to fuck you. <laughs> got, the, got the Jim Ross said, you're cool. Dropped the mic and walked out. MJF. Yeah. Wow. We'll, we'll explain later why he's gold. But. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you, it, it, yeah, and it was like, there was no paper, no nothing. He just picked up the mic and went off for a minute. Just, okay. Yeah, just, you like, just completely got in it, got up there. And it was just, a great promo, you know, it was like unexpected. And then he went down and was drinking. And I, we think we saw a few times of him acting like a normal person, which I have never seen. <laughs> so it, it seemed like I he have. had his tie off and he looked like he was just acting like a normal guy. You've seen him nice act guy. like a normal person? Oh, okay. Nice I, imag- I imagine he is, but it, I just love the fact that for the most part, he doesn't break character. I love that about him. If I actually met him and he was nice to me, I don't think I would like it. Yeah. I, I I love the fact that it's so old school that he doesn't break character. But yeah, uh, Friday I met Cody. I did the I did the Cody meet and greet for like the eleventh. Nice. Yeah, uh, Mox uh, meet and greet. Who man? He said, "I was like, man, I really enjoyed your match with." Ishii and the G1 watched all your matches G1. Thanks for watching. And I was like, dude, yeah, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Thanks for watching. He did that literally those <laughs> twice in a row. So he either didn't want to be like be there, or because the first time I met him, which was at WrestleMania 30, he just talked the whole time. He wasn't quiet at all. And then this time it was like I think he was just done. Uh, then I met uh, Jurassic Express. They were cool. Uh, and Aubrey Edwards, she was cool. Okay. Yeah, she was really cool. Girl she was uh, um, Girl Hebner was awesome. Apparently, there's a there's a picture on Twitter of Scott Dawg the, the revival kind of mocking the Young Bucks. The Bucks had an instant response to to that being little, looks like a little bit less than impressed, and then Twitter is, is lit as been lighting up via Scott Dawson's uh, Twitter is lighting up with various gifts and responses. A lot of it probably favoring the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Britt Baker and Bree- B. Priestley. Better than the other shit that was on Dark. Mm. Better Britt- than yeah. women shit. Uh, Britt was super over in the building. Super over. Okay. Really? Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, apparently there were audio issues because I'm literally there's this guy named Dave Finishell. He uh, works for Lords of Pain. We're tweeting back and forth. He's like, man, I can't hear anything. It seems like the crowd's dead. And I'm like, no, no Britt Baker. 
you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm here. And this is probably like, it was just as bit of, it was just as loud as the first episode of dynamite. So, uh, the music did come through a lot better on this one when you were watching it back. So I think they might have upped the in-house audio and maybe turned down the crowd a lot, a little, so the music could come through on TV. But I was like, man, Britt was over. I was shocked. Uh, I was shocked how over she was. I was like, oh, what they're doing is working, because that's been one of my biggest gripes, is that they haven't done enough to really get her over and she was over in the building and then uh b uh b not enough people knew who she was but the people who knew what she who she was knew enough to boo right 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 hmm. <clears throat> right um they did the kong gimmick dr Britt baker dmd defeats b Priestley with the lockjaw i still think that is too gimmicky um, awesome Kong in new gear and Brandy Rhodes arrive. Priestess still in the ring and Kong hits the spinning of backflips and hands Brandy a knife, hits an implant buster, and Kong chops off some of Priestley's hair. Okay. And we saw yeah, that again. I, yes. I, I was about to say, this is one of those. This is one of those things that was over because Brandy was in it. And, you know, Brandy's in the elite. So everybody was cheering. And I, I don't think if it was anyone else in the role with Kong mm-hmm. uh, that it would have been over. But it was. And, and then, of course, Kong is super over. She's, you know, legend. You know, so she was super over. We didn't get what we just saw. You know, afterwards, everyone's looking at each other like, okay, so where are they going with this? That was the big question, like, in the building. Where are they going with this? Right. And we'll find out later on Dynamite. Right. Santana and Ortiz in the Unbox. Rock and Roll Express are at ringside. This was a very good match. This really was entertaining to watch. Uh, I was able to catch a lot of it. And I like I like those two. I, I like what, what used to be LAX. It was Pride and Power now? Proud, Pride and, proud, uh, proud and Powerful. Proud, proud and Powerful. Okay. I like them. I like that they've they have proven themselves to be really really good and really have raised their game up since they joined AEW, and that's a landmark win for them to beat the Bucks two on two with minimal shenanigans. They are my favorite tag team in wrestling. Hmm. So I've been as I was saying before we press record, they were the only reason I was watching Impact for a while. Uh, I definitely them and the uh, them and the Lucha Bros. So were the only reasons I was watching Impact for a while. Uh, I I love that they wrestle heel, but I don't know if you actually watched the video package before the match. They oh, have yes. a they have a very positive face message, which is so weird. It's like be proud of, be proud of who you are, no matter your sexuality, race, blah blah blah. If you're only pri- proud of who you are, you will be powerful. I was like, that sounds like some men on the mission shit right there. I, it's, <laughs> I mean, seriously, if it was really, really positive, then they come out and they wrestle like assholes. So it's very <laughs> confusing. I was like, it's very confusing. And, it, it, and it's layered, and it's like, it's not something you would get anywhere else as far as in wrestling. It's like, their message would be like, we come to take everything we want, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's that's the normal heel 
whole generic hill message, but their message was of being just proud of who you are. He's like, it's not about where you're from. It's not about this. It's just being about proud of who you are. And I was like, man, it's a, I'm like, He's seriously. Straight up dudes. Yeah. I was going to say, I could put that on like any other wrestler and, and push them to the top, but it's like, they're playing the assholes. So it was, like I said, it was very confusing, but this match rocked. It was amazing to me. I, I, I just love how I love their chemistry. They do have a really good flow. Hangman Page defeats the bastard Pac. Again, whatever they've been doing, which he was one of those people. I was kind of like, well, he's supposed to be over, but he's losing all the time. Oh, my God, the crowd was behind him. Yeah. It was the crowd, it's growing and growing. The, the, the buzz has a, a really good win for Hangman Page on a big spot. In, I think the, the turning point for that was the cowboy shit promo. Yeah. But yeah. do yeah. some cowboy shit. And that just got a huge pop, and mm-hmm. you can put that shit on a t-shirt. Yeah, uh, Hangman Page could sell. Hangman Page I think will, will be incredibly marketable for them. Yeah, and he, and one of my main complaints with him was he didn't show that personality, and now he has a groove going and confident. Maybe that's yeah. what he needed. Yeah, and I, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It was just like he came off as vanilla, very vanilla face at first, and it's right. like vanilla face gets killed in today's wrestling. You right. have to have an edge to you. You have to be like almost willing to do the same shit that the hills will do, and that actually has come across a little bit more lately. Sean Spears versus Joey Janela. Very oh, skippable oh. match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was skippable. Yeah, nothing yeah. against Joey. It. It's ten guy. Yeah, it could have been. It, it could have been main event of dark, and I actually don't. Now the end of it. Touched my heartstrings because I hadn't seen Tully Blanchard be a part of a Spike pile driver yeah. since the late '80s. That touched my heart. Yeah, that touched that my heart in the awesome. way that. The Tully and they sold the shit out of it. Thing was awesome. Not only that, but yeah, remember the, back, taking it back to the Rock and Roll Express part. Them doing the Canadian Destroyer. I love, I love oh that. God. Yeah. Like, I saw that, that when New Japan came to Tully and the Rock and Roll Express wrestled with Tanahashi. And Ricky Warren hit a Canadian destroyer, and I went nuts. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I sent out a tweet that uh, Sammy Guevara liked. I was like, 63-year-old Ricky Morton just hit 26-year-old Sammy Guevara with a suicide dive in 2019. This is just a crazy year, man. Yeah, I was like, this is a crazy year. It's like the Rock and Roll Express were gone. And then, I mean, I met them for the first time at a convention in Oklahoma City, and I paid mm. $10 to meet them. Both of them. And it's like, now, now they're on national when, TV. When was and, this? Huh? When, when, this? When, when you met them, when was this? About five years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'd say, no, no. I'd, I'd say three years ago, and it was just like, and they, they were in the ring, and they went for a double drop kick, and it looked like they were drop kicking the guy's, like, thigh. And it was like, oh, my God, they're old. And it's like they found the fountain of youth. I think Ricky Morton might have sold his soul for <laughs> five more years of 
<laughs> Good, we're in ring work. <laughs> yes. Oh, but yeah, it was just amazing. It's you know, certainly as, not Gibson. It's certainly yeah. not Gibson. Oh, it's definitely not Gibson. As a person that grew up literally like when I was four, I remember just being doing the the hand thing and running around, putting like stretching uh, stuff into tassels around my leg, trying to be the mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Express. And okay. it's just like, damn near 35 years later, wow, I'm still watching them on TV. You see them lost, and they're still whipping out topes and Canadian destroyers. It's what a time to be alive. Yes, yeah, it's a great time to be alive, and yeah, yeah they kick ass. Sorry. What no, no, go for it. Then we had a Kip Sabian interview. This was pointless. Penelope mm-hmm. Ford's now with it with her new boyfriend. And why be bad when you could be super bad? There's a question in it. Stuff there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, I want to see where it goes before I'm like, I'm not excited about it now because. Right. But I like to see where it goes. She's talented, and I, I generally like all his Harry Potter references. But I got to see where the actual story is going. Mm. Yeah, and she, he announced an alliance with Jack Evans and Anne Helico. Um, SCU defeats Private Parties and Lucha Bros. I gotta say, Private Party probably is my favorite tag team in AEW. I love me some SCU, and I love the I love the Scorpio Sky. This is the worst town I've ever been in, Stick. But Private Parties is so entertaining to watch, and I, I'm I'm up for seeing more of them uh, do their thing. Yes, SCU is the rightful tag team champions, but I, I'm all for Private Party doing more of their thing. Uh, Ray Phoenix does something. I, I say this all the time. People will probably get tired of it. He does something in every match that I've never seen before. That and is when true. He, when he he walked the ropes, bounced, and I don't even know how to describe it, and then landed on everybody. I was like. Yep, there's that thing the he double does. double jump corkscrew moonsault. There you go. I was like yeah, to say, I didn't even know yeah, to describe Ray Phoenix is amazing. Yeah, so he does something Phoenix every time. Phoenix is ridiculous. Phoenix yeah. is like, like, like if Will Ospreay did not exist. Um, Phoenix, Phoenix is would be the best player yeah, in the world. Uh, Osprey, Osprey versus Phoenix could main event any show in the world. Yeah. No, and, man, that's a show. Like, I, I, sign, sign me up. I'm all for it. I'm all for yeah, it. take my money. Tell, all you got to do is give me a couple weeks notice. I don't care yeah. where it is in the country. I'll be there. And then after the match, Lucha's attack, and then the light goes out. Another Pentagon arrives and takes them out. It's mm-hmm. the Fallen Angel. As he hits the one-winged angel, as they the get a receipt. Angel, the angel's wings. Or, or angel's wings. I'm sorry, yeah, angel's wings. Uh, he hits angel's wings and gets his receipt back after the attack that he suffered a few weeks ago. Uh, right, right as the attack tournament actually started for SCU. It's kind of started SCU on this run and Scorpio Sky on this individual run, where he's been basically flawless for the last month or so. Yeah, um, it, it was one of those things that uh, it was a very little detail that ended up, you know, sparking uh, Scorpio's rise. And it's kind of crazy. It was like 
he did the face move by volunteering to be out of it. Then he had to take uh, Christopher Daniels' spot, and that actually made the fans way more accepting of everything that happened over the next few weeks. Now, mm-hmm. I, I think if it was just Kanazarian and Scorpio from the very beginning, I don't think he would have got over as much. Right. This feels this feels like remember how Kobe made his run and how he took Mustafa Ali's spot. This feels like what their their version of that, where now you see the groundswell. Like there was a, there was a groundswell after Kofi did what he did, and now Kofi got this groundswell. He, he got put on the way he did. This feels like a similar swell with Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio is getting his is getting a whole lot of shine, and now we'll get to what happened on Dynamite this week. But it, it, there's a lot there's a lot of wave. There's a serious wave behind Scorpio, and I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, he is. He's amazing. He's nice. And he's been in it forever, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like he's looked at as an up-and-comer, but, I mean, this is his 17th year in wrestling. Right. That That's crazy. That is, wow, that, that is saying something. Riho and Emi Sakura. Very good match. Yep, very good match. Uh, the only thing that hurt it is no one thought Emi had a chance of winning. That's mm. what hurt the match. It was like there was no... The drama in the middle of the match when Sakura was hitting some of her, or Sakura was hitting some of her best moves, no one was, like, standing up or into the drama because no one thought Rio was losing to her. Apparently, they called a lot of shit to the point where uh, Emmy actually replied on, you know, uh, Twitter that, you know, people said it was a wasted challenge. But, I mean, I can't hate. I thought it was a really good match, but, again, the biggest thing that hurt it is no one thought she was winning. Yeah, I think the rain needs to be a little bit longer. Yeah. Uh, I think the rain needs give, give it a, what, another month or so? Like, if she lost the title in Jacksonville, I think I'd be okay with it. I think yeah. I'd be okay with it. Get to the, get to the, the Jacksonville show to start, to start 2020, and she loses the title at that point. I'm perfectly cool with it. I think she would have put the title on. She gets built up and built up pretty well. And then loses the title, and then you, you take it then wherever you, you take it to the first champion in 2020, and, and see where she goes with it. But I think give me the, give me the Jacksonville with this run, and I'm good to go. Um, I think Hikaru Shida is probably the next champion. Okay. You can't put it on Brent Baker yet. No, you can't put it on Baker. You can't put it on Nyla Rose. You can't put it on Awesome Kong. Not not yet. See, I, I think I think the next champion I like is Nyla Rose. I think but the next that. champion is Kong, personally. Mm, okay. I just think with them building her up as this unstoppable kind of force, I think her just, like, completely dominating Rio to set up a redemption story for Rio would end up being mm. a great storyline. And Kong is a little older, so if you're going to put the title on her, it's going to need to be – now's the time because she doesn't want to wrestle forever. Mm-hmm. Le I mean, this is, she could just, just like lay waste to everybody and, cut, and keep cutting hair, and keep cutting hair, and then finally get to get, finally get the Rio. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even she's if you murder Rio. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah, just completely crap beat the crap out of it that first time, and then it builds up. And also, if you ever decide you want to put the title on Nyla, you need someone that can intimidate Nyla. So and it's Kong. It's Kong. So you have a lot of different things you can do. There, if Kong is the 
champion, but I like Rio as a champion. I think she's very talented. She puts on really amazing matches. Like I said, it wasn't that the match wasn't good. It's just that no one believed that it was Yeah, it was like she's not going to win. Right. The champion, Chris Jericho, defeats Cody in 29-35 after the towel gets thrown in. By I like this. I love the story that was told. I love the story that was told by all parties involved. Uh, I, lo- I love the the, the, the dive, even the dive made sense. The, the dive that Cody, that Cody missed, yeah. even that made sense. And, and Hager's involvement was great. And MJL basically playing spectators till the very end was great. There were moments in the match where you you were you can you were there. You can speak to it better than us. That crowd was hot, especially when it looked like Cody had a shot to win it. That crowd was live and that crowd was hot. Yeah, prepared to erupt. As the as a statement I made, uh, a uh, statement I made previously, uh, the crowd needed Cody to win. That's why Cody mm-hmm. couldn't win. Mm. <laughs> That's why they couldn't okay. win. Okay. It's like I I wanted Cody to win. I literally I had no plans of going to the show. They announced Cody in the main event. I'm a big time Cody person. I bought the ticket and I was like, I gotta be there for Cody. And okay. it was like the idea that. Cody, in everything, if you're booking, Cody should have won that match. You know, the crowd was into it. They wanted it. It would have been your moment, you know, your your moment that you're talking about. That's why he couldn't win. Mm. MJF is a heel for the rest of his life now. I love MJF. He's a super over heel for the rest of his life if he wants to be just from screwing Cody. I, I told I told you Coops this. The first thing after watching MJF, the first time I saw it, MJF was the guy for me. Like he he became my favorite like singles dude in wrestling and in, in AEW. I love MJF. Like he's the type of heel that you want to see succeed, but you also want to punch him in the face as hard as humanly possible. Love MJF. Yeah, um, I thought they were gonna go in the opposite direction. Um, I thought they were gonna. You thought Cody? Him. Yeah, you thought Cody would turn on him. Yeah, you were on that. You thought Cody would turn on him. I thought they would slow play this out, like MJF's going to turn on him, MJF's going to turn on him, and then Cody's too Cody smart. Mm. Yeah, Cody's the Cody is their. It's kind of their ace in the hole. He is the number one face, maybe in wrestling right now, and he's allowed to be a face. He's allowed to. You know, do the hugging things and give gifts mm-hmm. to kids, and people not just hate him. He still does all the face stuff, but people don't hate him for it like they do other people. So right. I don't think he can waste this run of him as a face right now. Right. He right. him being such a face made MJF, and it's going to continue to make yeah. MJF for the for the full part of this uh, turn. I mean, it's but yeah, a real but, good deal between the two of them. Yeah. Cody might turn heel, but I think it'll at least be a year or two before he they even think about it. I wasn't going to turn him heel for a year. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, you, you got you to put on, because he obviously had the really good match with Guevara to start uh, AEW on, on Dynamite, but yeah, he's going to, this feud with MJF is going to be really, really good. The, yeah. the, pro, the power work by both parties is going to be outstanding. Yeah, and I hope they don't do like one of the face-to-face promos. Because I honestly, yeah, I, I mean, as much as I love Cody, I think MJF would like destroy him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's just he's that good off of the yeah. head. It's like he he comes off, off the some rip, stuff. Right. 
Yeah, and I was like, no, I think I think Cody's has to be recorded, and maybe MJF cuts a few more of the in-ring promos. Mm-hmm. Um, now we get to the batch in Saturday. Um, the non-sanctioned, the, the non-sanctioned match uh, between Mox and Omega. We knew this would be crazy from the from the jump. Uh, we saw the barbed wire bats we've seen before. We've seen the barbed wire broom. Omega introduced it. We saw glass. We saw what else did we see? The, the mouse traps. traps. That that was a new one. That was a newer one. And then the match got progressively more violent and progressively worse as, as, as things going on as it the went on. Barbed wire spider web. Then that's that was the crescendo to me. That was the part where it's like. I've never I've seen barbed wire boards, but never to that degree. But never to that degree. When, when, when Omega told the Bucks to send it, the Bucks and Hangman Page to go to, to, to go get it, and the Bucks were shook, and it was like, wait, you you really want to do this? And Omega was like, yeah, let's let's go. And then they introduced the board, and then as I'm watching, I'm thinking to myself, Mox, think this through as he suplexes Omega onto it. Like, like, there's so much pain involved. There was so much pain involved in that suplex. It didn't even end the match. Uh-huh. And then it we have the end end. part of the match. Yes. Where it's Omega, it's... being as batshit insane as he is, with the wood exposed, <laughs> a Phoenix splash. Phoenix fucking splash. A he did a Phoenix splash. Fucking splash well shit. <laughs> i got a hot take that y'all can hate me for y'all probably want to kick me off the line absolutely hated this match oh <laughs> really it is honestly let me tell tell you they are both they are all super super talented uh, all super super talented, and I thought they did what they could. But deathmatch wrestling, not my thing at all. Mm. It does. It's like uh, you know, you know, people that hate horror movies. I'm one of those people. I, so I, I don't know why you, you hate horror movies. I'm all, I all do. Yes, yeah, so I can watch a horror movie, and it can tell the best story. It can have be the most artistically well done horror movie, but in the end, it's still a horror movie. So I didn't like it. This match, it was like halfway through, it was over. Don't get me wrong. About 10 minutes into the match, my whole section stood up and didn't sit back down. So, oh, it was over. It was over. And if Dave Meltzer gave it five and a half stars, I would not bat an eye at it. Not my thing at all. Did oh, not enjoy it. I watched it. I watched it. Like I watched it twice, and I was like, <laughs> they, they went and, full um, deathmatch. <laughs> I could see that. I I sort of me me being the Philadelphia man. Growing yes. up in Philadelphia, just yeah, yeah, just eating this shit up. As I was explaining, it wasn't my dream match. My dream match is Kenny Omega and John Moxley in a regular ass wrestling match. You, you, I you want, like, you, okay, you like change wrestling, okay? Yeah, I want no, I wanted the G like a G one special, you know, like oh, a okay. fight. I wanted it to be a fight. I just don't think you needed all the props for the fight. 
<laughs> I think they are badass enough where they can do tell the exact same story, exact same energy, get my blood pumping without 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 all the weaponry. Without all the all the, weapon, the extreme weaponry. You know, I I don't have a problem with a chair or a table and stuff, but it's like it's like, huh? You you're sitting there and it's like, you know what? I really want to beat this guy. What am I gonna need to beat him? I'm gonna need to attach a hundred needle. I'm like, I'm gonna need to attach a hundred mouse traps to this board. That's what's gonna get me the win. Uh, it doesn't talk, doesn't speak to me, but I understand. Like I said, when looking at it, the spectacle of it, the energy of it, I understand why other people like it. Just not for me. Right, I was, you can see that story. the Phoenix fucking splash was nuts. Dude! Dude! I, when he did it, I was like, he's really, he has to land the move because he has to kill Cushion to fall, right? No. What a no. thud. No! What a, he threw a patch of the tape! <laughs> what a thud that was, though. As he, yeah. as he missed, like, the, the bull, I think he, I think he bounced off the wood. I, I think he legitimately bounced off the wood, like like ooh, like like you, you kind of feel that as he as he basically bounces one hops off the wood and basically that, that decision led to his demise. As, I as gave Omega, him four and a half stars. So Floyd, as much as I love you, um, I, I'm, I love I'm with this shit. I, I'm with the on this. I'm all for the violence. I, I'm all, I'm all for it. Hey, you know, and, and for all the people that are for the violence, I, I, you know, great. And like I said, I do like a good violent, bloody match. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it felt like it was just a lot of setup for the stuff. And it's just like, like I said, deathmatch just kind of takes me out of it. It's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, it's like everybody has that thing that they don't like. Like, I know a lot of people, like, I think ZSJ is amazing. I know people can't stand watching Zack Sabre Jr. matches. I am one of those people that loves that. I can't stand watching these matches. It happened. We got a winner. It's going to tell the story going forward. That's great. But, yeah, it it did not speak to me, as I always Mm. say. We're going to get Moxley Darby in one of these. Yeah. (laughs) Can we just imagine... For a second, and Darby's watch that like, shit. Insane I don't consider Omega really about the life, but Darby is. That's going to be, oh my goodness. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Darby's about the life. Omega really isn't. That's, that's, the, that's the part I think that scares D. Cooks and I. Like, like, what is Darby willing to do? And Darby's a dude that you can tell. He either doesn't feel pain, or his, his pain tolerance is greater than most wrestlers of it we've ever seen. He's not even that big of a dude. This is, is this could get potentially scary when Darby if Darby and Moxley have an extended feud. Oh yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to next week. Darby Allen, I like. I literally just discovered when he signed with AEW, and he moves. As smooth as anyone I've ever seen moving a ring. Like how he, his fluid motion is just it's just so crazy. It's just like it's it's effortless. And yeah, he's awesome. Raw was non consequential. Um, no, Raw didn't really do 
but too much uh, this uh, week. I'm just going to say honestly. this. Can you just put Walter over fucking Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins yeah. is a geek anyway. Come on. And you're, you're, you're in the UK. You're in, you're, you're in Manchester. I think it would have been worth having Walter win that match. I would have been perfectly okay with Walter. And they okay have a really win. awesome match. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I I wanted more of that and less of the Rusev and Lana thing. Actually, if you I want none to, of the Rusev Lana thing. What do you, uh, you mean? Uh, uh, yeah, I would love Imperium to come out, beat them both up, and say this angle is stupid <laughs> and the ring is sacred. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been Thanks. fucking amazing. Just <laughs> <laughs> Walter being in there like this shit is not wrestling. <laughs> this is not wrestling. The ring is sacred and just destroy all of them. <laughs> factuals. At least Raw, Raw started nice with the Kabuki Morris with Charlotte and Becky. At least it started nice, and then we got even more of an advancement of the invasion angles as not only Shayna but Bailey uh, would, would come in. Shayna would provide distractions enough so that Asuka would pin Becky with a roll up. And then Bailey ran, and Bailey and Shayna got a little bit of a confrontation, and then Bailey ran up on Becky as uh, Becky chased Shayna back into the crowd. So we we got more interactions for a triple threat match that it looks like it should actually be pretty good. McIntyre and Esposo Shankar, moving on. You really missed nothing there. You missed nothing Archer with the Singh brothers and R Truth. Fucking trash. You missed you missed nothing there. Uh, Rollins and Walter as we as we as we just talked about. Uh, again, yeah, I agree with you. I think Walter should, I would just give Walter the win, but it's led to a, an eight-man tag with Imperium and, uh, Kevin Owens and the Street Profits joined Rollins. Ultimately, it was the, uh, Rollins' team getting the done. Andrade versus Cedric, I want more of this. I love both these guys. I, I think Andrade, Andrade getting it done, that's perfectly fine. A lot of Selena Vega involvement. I wish there was a little bit less Selena in this situation, but give me more Andrade versus Alexander. I'm all for that. Uh, this this from this stuff sucks between Ron, Lana and Rusev and Lashley. It's a big pile uh, of horseshit. Please get the, please get this away from all of our television screens. Uh, let's see then here. They jobbed out the former NXT UK tag champs. Yeah, to, like to the Becky Raiders. I agree with you, especially in Europe. At least make them look a little bit better. Rowan destroyed somebody. I like that Rowan might actually get a push. I want Rowan to get one. I think Rowan could be, actually be really good. Uh, let's see here. I'm talking about the Viking Raiders disposing of, and- of Andrews and Morgan Webster. And then the main event of uh, OC versus Orton Ricochet and Alberto Carrillo. I love the RKO Orton did. I love that he kind of teased RKO and Ricochet and then RKO's AJ instead. I love that. I thought that was fun. I thought that was I thought that was a fun setup and a fun tease for an eventual Orton versus Ricochet thing. And Alberto getting a, a beautiful moonsault. Pinning um, AJ with the moonsault and pinning AJ. I thought that was I thought that was a nice match. So I thought Raw started well and it ended well and it had a match that could have been much better with Alexander and Almas that they kind of, that they really messed up and Walter Rollins should have been better and they messed that up too. So it started and ended well, but a whole lot of what happened? What are you doing in the middle? Pretty much. Yeah, that's what it uh, yeah. was to me. Yeah, Randy, I I think if book correctly in a tweener role that would be great that he'll fight anyone and that way you can take him out and put him back in as need be with his part-time schedule so the fact that he's kind of going to have beef with everyone i kind of dig it 
I think it could be a fun way to put Ricochet on. I think it be a, could be a fun way to put Ricochet over. It's like, oh, Ricochet could actually go. He could actually deal with heavyweights on any incredibly established heavyweights on a more consistent schedule. So I'm, I'm all for it. I, I, I like this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I enjoy it uh, quite a bit. NXT. NXT was good. Yes, it was. NXT, NXT was good this week. And I know it's got a lot to deal with when facing and dealing with AEW, but NXT was good this week. So we start off with the Cruiserweight, tit- the cruiserweight title match of Angel Garza, who I also love watching, and Leo Rush. The savagery first off by Garza to remove his pants in front of Leo's family. I, I thought the savagery involved there was great. I, I, I enjoyed that. The match itself was was awesome. I love this match. And I think of the two shows this week, this was probably my favorite match on both shows from, from either show. This is awesome. In, in every way possible, we saw some innovative stuff. The tope to the power slam was dope. The the moonsault power slam was almost awesome by Garza. It ended a little clunky. I, I don't like the uh, the kind of inconclusive finish, but I think they're, they're gonna run it back at some point. I think they have to with that inconclusive kind of sort of finish with Leo retaining. But this was awesome. I I absolutely love this match. Yeah, I love that they showed a little bit of that the Dick Leo Rust that we knew before is still there because you know he moved his leg off the ropes and didn't say anything he's like screw you i don't like you i'm here to win uh but yeah at first with his wife and these kids and stuff like that and he's like his mother-in-law flew in from germany or wherever i was like i was i was like they really really want him to be a face and then he does heel shit at the end i was like okay okay let's see where they go It, 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 it was like i didn't even try to guess anymore i was like okay all right, so y'all go, y'all doing something here? I caught you made me more interested. And Garza, I I mean I don't mind him being in two hundred five for now, but he's one of those people that uh, uh he uh he has it he has it yeah, he has he that factor he's you know he's attractive you know he's like everything you like he mar- checks all the marks of a great wrestler. He's got he's, got, he's oozing charisma and oozing swag, and yeah. there's a you can. You can take and run this this uh, this whole like attractive like world's most attractive man gimmick. You can take this and run, and do a whole lot with it. Yes, he has to steal someone's girlfriend soon. Yes, he does. Not in the way that Rusev and Lana. No, not, no, not no, no. We don't need to do that. But we, have, but the, the whole steal somebody's girl. Yes, thing? absolutely. Yeah. He, yes, he, he needs to do that. He he just needs to like completely corrupt to whatever girl it is and take her and take her and it'll be great. Pretty much. Then on next, see. All right, so the next match was was uh, basically Riley a lot and... of the, the theme of the night was with women getting jumped. Was basically the the NXT women's roster getting beaten up and, and being left laying. First, it was it was Candice and it was um. It was, uh, uh, not, not, not Dakota, but in part, Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. The first candidate that got jumped, that got jumped from behind. And then later on, eventually, Maria, Jessica Manduke and Maria Shafir got jumped late, later on. We didn't see who, but we know they got jumped. Zia Lee beat up Aaliyah, and I like Zia Lee. Zia Lee basically, Aaliyah tried hard, her hardest not to get kicked in the face until she got kicked in the face. 
and probably got her nose broken by getting kicked in the face. It was a very painful experience for, for Aaliyah. Zaylee getting it done. Good job there. Not the only broken nose on this show. It was not. Let's see. Finn Balor versus and Matt Riddle. Finn Balor continuing to want all the heat with Gargano. Unfortunately, Gargano was not cleared. Matt and he he wants all the smoke with with Finn. With uh, Matt Riddle and Matt Riddle obliged. Riddle immediately jumped Balor and it, it set off a, a chain reaction of a serious brawl, which led to undisputed error coming for Riddle. Obviously, they were pissed that they got jumped last week by the OC, and it led to Ciampa and Keith Lee coming to the defense of Riddle, which it was going to be Lee versus Roddy Strong anyway. It, it led to what could have been mass chaos. It turned into a civilized fight, a one-on-one fight, which is, once again, Keith Lee is awesome. Love me some Keith Lee. Lee gets it done at, with a fracas, which culminated with uh, Matt Riddle uh, getting beaten up by Balor. Undisputed Era got involved. Ciampa got involved. But ultimately, it was Lee who picked up the win. But it, was, it now turned to four on two after Riddle got jumped. And Dominic Dijakovic comes down, lays waste to Undisputed Era, including the feasturized Sokol. And Dijakovic joins the Ciampa War Games team. But Riddle leaves said team to go after Balor. Obviously, Riddle taking the place of Gargano because Gargano still is not cleared. Yeah, I heard heard Gargano has a neck injury. I hope you know. Right. Hope he's yeah, just they, selling. They sent him backstage on on Tuesday that he, he wasn't cleared. Damn. Yeah, they sent him backstage on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, the, where Lee gets the pin on Roddy. Uh, getting it done with the with the spirit bomb. Oh right, right, right. Uh, My bad. Yeah. Swerve so Scott Lee. versus Bronson Reed. Good match between two new two relative newcomers to NXT. Swerve Scott. Uh, I, why did they change his entrance music? I love this old instrumental. I thought his instrumental was, was absolute fire. But, but unfortunately, at least they, 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 they took Isaiah out of his name and just call him Swerve Scott now. Yeah, I, yeah. I can I can tell with that. I, I can I can roll with that. But, uh, but uh, Swerve gets it done and beating Bronson Reed. But this was a good match. Uh, Swerve continues the show. He can fight with the heavyweights. And uh, I'm, I'm all for this. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I thought this was a really good match. I'm a big fan of Bronson Reed, a.k.a. Jonah Rock. I think he's really talented. But he's, like, uh, really putting people over. Uh, uh, he's managed by, uh, I forgot what, I guess his name is Malcolm Velly or whatever. Uh, he's going to, uh, he's managed by him and he was in the crowd. So maybe they are starting to work towards that again. I can roll with that. That'll work. Don yeah. and Dane, um, never got started as Damon takes both out. This is, this screams triple threat at war games. And I'm all for this considering all three guys are, are that physical and physically talented and incredibly brutal in, in terms of brutality. They, they know how to all bring it. So I'm all for just, just seeing this triple threat match get announced because these three all want to rip each other's heads off. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am definitely down for that. I think uh, think that would be a great match. Yoshirai defeats Mia Yim. They were taking some insane bumps. Yeah. Uh, especially, obviously, at the very end, where Mia falls off the ladder and breaks another one, and that was that landing was rough. <laughs> that landing was absolutely rough. That happened with Mia, but also it was Kaylee Ray who caused it, and Kaylee Ray has now joined the Shayna's team, 
uh, and completes the War Games uh, squad on both sides. Now we've got the NXT UK champion and Kaylee Ray, the NXT champion of Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, uh, and Bianca Belair on one team. And on the obviously the other side of Rhea Ripley's squad of her, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Mia Yim on the opposite side. But obviously this show did not end until we saw Bailey jump Shayna with a chair and do her brand new finisher, basically spiking Shayna's face into the into the steel grate, and then running off before Shayna's team could go get Bailey. But that was that was a productive end to NXT. So NXT all around was really really good. Um. Uh- yeah, killed it again. I, I I haven't seen a bad since in this in this uh, iteration of NXT. I haven't seen a bad episode. All nothing mm-hmm. but good. They know what to do with two hours, and I love it. Yes. Then AEW, John Moxley versus Michael Nakazawa. Nakazawa has been looking for revenge for Omega. Unfortunately, he gets Death Rider for his workings. It's exactly what it needs to be. Um. Moxley cuts a killer promo, moving on. Mm-hmm. Dark Order, Jurassic Express. Um, Dark Order beats Jurassic Express, but really the match was the match was pretty good, but the post-match angle is what is newsworthy here what, that's what, as that's yeah. As they try to recruit stunts to the Dark Order, offering him a massive job. Jungle Boy stops it as the Creepers attack. And then Luchasaurus arrives and clears the ring. Love me, love me some Luchasaurus. I, oh, I, that, I, was, I, was, I was disappointed that he wasn't around for a while, but I love me some Luchasaurus. Glad he's back. That uh, that pop, man, that he got in that room, man, yeah. should tell everybody how over he is. Yeah, Luchasaurus is a star. He absolutely is. Um, Darby Allen versus Sean Spears versus Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon does the uh, whole basic rundown of your local town shit. Um, okay, match here. Um, Coffin Drop finishes off Avalon. Um, and then Moxley. Spears fought off. Spears fought with Janela in the, in the crowd. Yes. They kind of keep that going. And then, yeah, he won it all. And then Darby Allen challenged Moxley. Like, yo, like, all right. All right, John Moxley, you said nobody can step to you? Let's go. They made that match so quick for next week. Yeah, I was that. that's what I was like, dude, they didn't waste any time. I think they came back from the commercial break and it was announced. Yeah. They, yeah. I was like, dude, you could have waited 10 minutes. <laughs> so yeah, they're but, having a battle ball. Now we're to beat Danny Jordan here of Pine Squash. Next week, a 12-man battle royal to with the final two facing off the next week for a special diamond ring. Battle Bowl. Mm-hmm. Then we have that a- seems a little gimmicky, but we'll see how this goes. Then we have Allie arriving, and basically Brandy comes with Awesome Kong. Allie attacks, but Kong cuts her off and beats her down. They chop some off some of her hair. And then we got the segment of the year. MJF and Jericho. I can't do it now, justice. It's like there's no doing it justice. This this was awesome. Two mas two masters of the mic going yes. at it, and it was it was one of those times that you know 
it, it it was like eight year old Floyd watching wrestling, and it was like I wasn't thinking about gimmicks and all the other stuff that goes way too much into our thought. I was just you, enjoying it. Yeah. I was yeah, I was just there, it, you know. And the, it was, and it my, was just like my favorite line was it. It's almost like your parents got so horny when when they yep, were watching. Me beat up Juventud Guerrero 25 years ago on WCW. And then MJF with the response, who the hell is Juventud Guerrero? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Jericho comes back immediately with Google it. There was no space, no. no space. It, yes, it was just, it was, it was just rare that people are that good. Just yeah. natural. It wasn't scripted. It no. wasn't. It you didn't get like seventeen thousand interruptions of people coming out. It was just you just let them sit there in the moment. Even that even that thing where I do you want to join? Do I want yeah, you to really, join? That kind of it yeah, went really. too long, but you were okay with it. That's that's true. That's all true. <laughs> He's like, Back man, I, gets his win back over Hangman Page. I think that's just establishing that they're equals. I yeah. don't have a problem with the fifty fifty booking here. No, this case is fine. These are two dudes that, that are going to be rising in big players in AEW. I, I was, I, I can tolerate it. At best, this is sixty-six percent booking because yeah, Pac is two and one. Yeah, Pac yeah. is two one. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then SCU defeats Le Champion Chris Jericho and the Spanish God Sammy Guevara. Oh no, 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 you, you forgot. What about the brawl with the with the the brawl with the Bucks. Oh, fuck. There yeah, was a brawl the... between Santana and Ortiz and the Bucks. They would brawl all over the place. They did a little funny bit with Orange Cassidy. I, I, I love that. I, I thought that was awesome. I, I, I was like, hysterical when I saw with that. With his hands in his pockets, he's like... <laughs> you just, it would have been Absolutely if he his shoulders. Absolutely emotionless, and how how the I just doors he just slams closes the door so like gently as, as after that like like I opened the wrong door. Yeah, that, yeah, that was absolutely hysterical. Yeah, and it was funny. Uh, they uh, tweeted back and forth afterwards. Someone said he was scared of Orange Cassidy. He's like, no, I was terrified of the smell. <laughs> oh, I thought <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what could Orange Cassidy smell like? I, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Questions you only hear on Get in the Ring. Yeah. Uh, and then Le Champion loses to Scorpio Sky. And yeah, Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky looked good against Jericho. He really did. He really flowed well against Chris. It, it, it's it's great because uh, I I mean Scorpio's been like one of the highlights of them since they got on TV. I mean, mm-hmm. his push has really kicked in since he's got on TV. And it, and I like what they're kind of doing with everyone in. They're taking their established people, the people they started the company with, and everybody is uh, feuding with a new star. You know, you know, you got you, you got Jericho with Scorpio Sky, Cody with MJF, the Bucks with Proud and Powerful. They're all feuding with people that other people don't really know to get them on screen more. And it's just... I would have never thought of doing it that way, but it, it, it seems to be working. Yeah, that is a genius way to do it. You put more guys <laughs> on, you make more household names and big, st- bigger stars. I I like it. It's very smart. 
Yeah, you, you see the Jericho and Cody feud. They didn't stretch it out. They could have stretched it out six nope. months. It was but one match. Done. Now, none of these other feuds are – I mean, I don't think Cody and MJF is going to be one match. No, I think it's no. going to be the better part of the next year. So, yeah. Um, now we get to the picks of the week. Um, Floyd, as you know, on getting the ring, we dissect the NFL and the uh, mm-hmm. NCAA football ranks here and give her – Picks against the line. Do you watch football, Floyd? I am an avid gambler. (laughs) Oh, shit. We got some insight tonight, baby. Who's your NCAA team? Who's your NCAA team? I am a Florida State Seminole diehard fan and booster. Uh, In the NFL, I am... I am uh, Patrick Mahomes' biggest fan because I am a Kansas City Chief. You're a Chief. All right, so what did you say? But we here at Getting the Ring think with our heads, not our hearts, with usually our money. But but how do you, before we go any further with this, how how do you feel about like uh, Willie Taggart getting fired and like what is where does the Florida State go from here? Okay, so. Uh, Willie Taggart getting fired, I did not like. Okay. Uh, when, uh, I found out about uh, Willie Taggart. I didn't really know who he was before. I went and looked into everything. And when he was at Western Kentucky and USF, Western Kentucky, he started off 2-10. and 10. I think the second year he was – no, he was 1-11. and 11. Second year he was 2-10. and 10. Next year he went 8-4. Eight and, eight and four. And the same thing at South Florida. It was He went two years. The third year is when you saw the big difference. And I feel like if you're if you you're signing him to a five year fully guaranteed deal that you might have looked at what he did at his previous stops. He's a third year guy. If that's what he did, okay. and I just just never got a chance to get to his third year. I am I understand getting I I believe I understand that getting eighteen to twenty one year old kids to do what you want them to do is harder than everyone seems to think it is. So I I believe in giving coaches time to get their players in that uh, that work with their system to fit to their style to fit into their culture. And I don't think you, in a year and a half you put in any type of culture when it comes to college football. So you think it's a matter that Taggart just didn't have? I mean, he was, he had very talented recruiting classes. So you think it's just a matter of Taggart just not having enough time to develop them? Yeah, because our offensive line. The offensive line that uh, that he inherited, only one of the offensive linemen finished in the top 700 of this mm. pro football focus rankings. He inherited okay. one of the worst offensive lines, not in the power five, in the country. Offensive line is one of those positions that you can't fix in a year. It nope. takes new recruiting class. You, you need talent to fix. And our offensive line was embarrassing. The biggest problem he had, and I think that what hurt him, is that he came out and he hung with Boise State. And he came mm-hmm. out and he hung with Virginia. If Boise State had beaten us pretty definitively and he had the same record, people wouldn't be thinking, oh, man, we could be 8-4. and four. They would be like, okay, we knew this was going to take some time, and they'd be sitting back. But the fact that he came out and was up on Boise State and then lost that game, mm-hmm. I think that actually hurt his thing. 
But I, if, if it was me and I was the big money man, Willie Taggart would still be the coach. Um, and it's funny that you asked what we we're going to do going forward because I just told you I'm diehard fan booster. I get some little nuggets of inside information. And tonight I got the inside information that our president actually flew out to where uh, Bob Stoops is going to be. And Ooh. that deal for five years, $35 million is what's going to be on the table. Ooh. So we're about to find out if he's taking the now, job or now, not. Now that is, that would be a huge get. And everyone, a lot of people have been saying like, oh, like, go get Bob Stoops, go get Bob Stoops. He'd be a huge, that's a huge get. And that would instantly flip a lot of stuff in the ACC. That would actually, if you get Stoops, it gives Stoops a year to recruit. I think that would really, that would really change the balance of power. Not next year. Next year, be kind of like what, like what's happening in Kansas with less miles. I think it'd be the 2021 season if you guys get Stoops. I think Florida, I can really see some real change and real progress with the yep. Seminoles. And but the thing is, our recruiting's gonna go up. I think yeah. the turnaround. Yes, and and it, it's one of those things. If we come out and we do really, really well next year, and everybody will be like, man, Bob Stoops made the difference. And I'm like, mm-hmm. could Willie Taggart have done the same thing? Interesting question. Because it's just like he's been building over the last two years. Someone else might come in and, you know, take the, uh, you know, the fruits of his labor. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how it works. I will take Bob Stoops because of the pedigree. I am from Oklahoma, so I've rooted. I, I have uh, watched Bob Stoops for the last 20 years. I think he's he always he has a consistent win team. And I know what I'm I know what I'm getting. And big thing is the ACC sucks, yep. so the turnaround could be quicker. We could not we could be not much better than we are now and win way more games just because the ACC is so bad. Yeah, probably. You can probably go eight and four next year if he gets Stoops and he, he he does well, especially the QB spot. You need to fix that QB spot. Hornybrook watching him in the Big Ten, he has, he has no arm. Uh, like, upgrading from Hornybrook, I think, is absolutely where I'd start there. But uh, yeah, if you can fix that QB spot and get an offensive line, someone in gear with a good coach, I think Florida State actually could do something in a terrible ACC. Yeah, offensive line was embarrassing this year. And Miami it's... put them to shame. And, and then, yeah, and and then, you know they asking him, and he's like, he's like, did you think their line was gonna do that? And he was like, no, I didn't think their line was gonna do that. And everybody ran with that, like, but it's like, who thinks who, who thinks their line is going to get embarrassed? You know what I mean? Who just yeah. comes out says, hey, you know what? I think my line's gonna get embarrassed today. No one thinks that. Everyone thinks yeah. their team is going to step up and you know step up to the table and compete. We, you know, they didn't. So, one pick of the week, and I'm going to Waco. Okay. Biggest game of the weekend. College game of the week. We can argue biggest or second biggest game between Auburn, Georgia, and Oklahoma, (coughs) Baylor. But this is the primetime game. Um, Oklahoma's favored by 10.5 points. I'm taking the over on the 67.5. That's a little low Mm. to me. But I am picking Baylor to outright win Ooh. in Waco because Oklahoma's defense is that bad. 
OU's defense got wrecked by K-State, and it looked horrible against Iowa State. It absolutely should have gotten beat by Iowa State. And didn't only didn't because Iowa State missed the two-point conversion. That's not that's a pretty good bet. And I, I do I don't think that Oklahoma will cover. I do think Oklahoma wins. But I do I don't think Oklahoma covers that ten and a half. That's that's a bit that's a bit disrespectful to Baylor. I'm gonna say. Another thing that's disrespectful is the fact that Minnesota is a four point underdog at Iowa. I yeah. don't know how the horses keep up with this. I, I was looking at that too, I, I and I was like, "Seriously?" That's disrespectful. That is disrespectful. Iowa. Iowa just doesn't have the horses. They have a defense. They have a decent defense. They don't have the speed even there to keep up with, like Penn State. Though I don't think I and I, Minnesota's offensive line is absolutely massive. They they're able to eat up on teams who have speed rushers. Penn State's got a lot. Out of speed that, that they can bring to the quarterback. Iowa does too. Epinenza is going to get paid on Sundays. I don't know how he gets through that that offensive line. That that's a massive old line, especially for Lele. Like four legitimately four. I got Minnesota winning this game. I got not only covering the four. I got Minnesota winning. This. That's my pick this week. All right, and my pick is is um. I am from Oklahoma, so my uh, I'm Oklahoma uh, from Oklahoma, and of course I'm a Florida State fan, so I know a lot about the Big Twelve and the ACC. Uh, Mike Gundy tends to get hot this right time of year, right before they play OU. They always rack together a couple nice. big wins. Wins. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, probably the best running back in the country right now. Uh, I'm taking them minus the 18 versus Kansas. Just because even though Kansas has been good, it's one of those things Oklahoma State tends to handle their business against Kansas. But I think they okay. give the ball to Chuba. He gets about 200 yards rushing, and they cover. And the Browns look like they're going to pull away from the Steelers. Um, As Rudolph threw an interception, which led to an immediate touchdown by the Browns. But my, my um, pick of the week Goes to the Tank Bowl, number five. That is the Redskins and the New York Jets. They'll be playing in Lando America. How do you see it? The Jets to win. I honestly think the Redskins win that game. The the Jets, look, it's such a Jet thing for them to play respectable against the Giants last week, and then they say Adam is staying. And it came out earlier this week and said Adam Gates is actually going to stay as Jet coach for next year, uh, for, for the rest of this year, and be back next year. It's such a Jet thing for them to lose at, at Washington. And Sundar look complete, like, look like complete trash. And uh, and Dwayne Haskins actually looking like an NFL quarterback. You know, he really doesn't right now. Uh, it, it'd be such a New York Jet thing to happen. But I, to me, my, my, uh, my pick this week is, let's see, I'm going to take it. Brissette's going to play, so uh, that's, a, that's a pretty good deal. My pick this week is actually going to be Minnesota. I'm going to go to Minnesota, and they are playing the Denver Broncos. The Vikings look like a real contender. They can run the ball. They play defense well. Kirk Cousins looks like he's nice. He's facing this time. He got a statement win last week. He's facing a Denver team that's not all that great, even though they, they rush the passer respectively. I just don't think that Allen's going to be able to keep up and deal with the Viking defense that's, a, that's really good, and in Minnesota, coming off that nice win. 
Vikings plus got to keep up with the Packers. I got to go, and the Packers are on a bye. I'm going to go Minnesota, and they cover this end. All right, and my NFL pick will be San Francisco bouncing back from their loss against Arizona. I believe they covered the 10. Arizona uh, still comes from that pass-based defense, and that's what San Francisco does is shut down the pass. And they showed me that they had a championship defense even on Monday in the loss. Their defense stepped up and played really, really well. So I am riding the San Francisco 49ers train. I'll give a quick pick on the Eagles-Patriots game. This is a tough one. <laughs> it is. I think Eagles win. I think Eagles pull mm. it off. Against Both the Patriots. So the Patriots are coming off a loss and a bye, right? Yeah. The yeah. yeah, New England got dominated by Baltimore, and it probably could have been worse had it not been for the turnovers. And the Eagles are coming off a bye and a win that they desperately needed against a Bears team that's really not that good. I think New England wins a really good game. I expect a lot of points because I think that's the way that these teams operate against each other. But uh, I think it'll be New England winning this game. Yeah, I got New England also. Uh, I, I mean, just uh, you get a you give Bill Belichick a week to scout a, a offense. And him coming off coaching kind of pissed off because his team's lost. There's no way I can bet against him. Speaking of scouting, illegal scouting. Um, <laughs> yeah. Houston Astros. We mm. have to touch on this. The Astros basically getting themselves busted for apparently having a camera in center field. And it, it's... That's the second really shady thing the Astros have really done in the last uh, couple of years. That makes them look really bad. And makes the 2017 championship look real questionable. And I was, we were talking about it in the little sports list today. It, it, it's a, they it's a real, what, what? About it. MLB's going to get Houston. They're going to punish them. I think AJ Hinch getting suspended for a while would, would be, would be good. I think their GM getting like, an Alex Cora being involved, I think that would be a pretty respectable punishment if he got punished again. Apparently, this is the second time he's been involved in something like this. I can see that being a, a punishment. I think money and a fine will be good, but not enough, considering this is the second time Houston's done something stupid like this. So, and we can't I think, do the Yeah, you, you can burn them with the traffic. You can burn them, actually, international money. Uh, burning them out of, out of some of that or all of that, I think would be a pretty good look considering Houston makes their bones in international money. I think that could be a way to punish them. That would actually be sufficient. But yeah, this is really dumb what Houston did. This, this is really, really shady what Houston's doing right now. Well, I will say sports, especially baseball and cheating, go hand in hand. So they're just, I mean, I, I am one of those things. You know, give them a slap on the wrist and keep going because there's probably some team cheating in more of a, a better way already. But this is this is pretty egregious. It, I mean, it's it, it, I mean, it is pretty bad. It, it is pretty bad. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's just like I said, it's just with all the things that all my life I've heard about baseball, and it just seems like cheating is part of the game. <laughs> It's just like I don't know. I think cheating is just as much part of the game as you know throwing. And you know what's scary now? The Raiders are going to be uh, 
are going to be tied for first place in the AFC West. Raiders got a shot here. They are not going to be tied for first place because the Chiefs are going to kill the char. Chiefs are going to kill the Chargers like we've done the last eleven times we played them, and the Raiders except will lose. Huh? Except for that one time. They what had, one time? They had a, a two point conversion last year. Oh yeah, yeah, we beat them like. But seriously, you beat, we, uh, like, I think a drum, Andy, you beat like a drum every other time. Though. Yeah, I was gonna say know. Andy. Andy Reid has lost three AFC West games in the last four years, I believe. Something like that. Yeah, so it's like they're going to have to show me something before I actually believe, you know. I mean, the Raiders have done – John Gruden's an amazing coach, and I think he's done a really good job of winning with uh, less talent than most other teams has. Mm-hmm. But they're not beating the Chiefs because, you know. I'm looking for – I'm sure you're looking forward to the inevitable Chiefs home game that will happen Monday night in, in, at StubHub Center. Oh, we're oh. yeah, we're actually they, they. It's like they just gave up on the fact that their field is not home because we're playing in Mexico City Monday night. Oh, that's right, it is Mexico City. That's right. Yeah, oh, hopefully it's not the shit field again. Yeah, 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 which caused them to move back to LA in the game of the year last year. That's right. That's right. It is Mexico City. Yeah, if you give the Chiefs a high altitude, let Mahomes get out there and throw it. Should be a good game if our defense doesn't shit the bed again. Um, Which. And we did have a game of the year on Monday night. Yes. That was incredible in San Francisco. Yeah, in Santa Clara, really. That was fun. That was a fun Monday night. I, I want y'all to run it back. And this time with George Kittle being healthy, uh, I, I look, I'm going to look forward to seeing that rematch. I t- had I Seattle straight up in that game. I had Seattle straight really up in the game. game. So I, I was very happy. Yeah. And then I was Kentucky one of, losing to Evansville. That was funny. Which they I, mean I, they'll, well, they'll probably win the national championship this year, unfortunately. Kentucky got the terrible loss out of the way. Uh, yeah. what, what, what can we say there? Yeah. yeah, the one year they went undefeated all year, and they didn't have their terrible game until the final four. That was. Yeah, they didn't even make the title game. They got beat yeah. by Frank Kaminsky in Wisconsin. I, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah. I don't think it's 40 and 0, 40 and 0, 38 and 1, and, and, you, and you lose for the title game. Yep. Yeah, that's, that was a tough L. That's a hard, yeah, that's a hard L to take. Yeah. Um, plugs. Yep, twitter.com slash beastmikes where you can find me. I will naturally be uh, uh, tweeting and talking about the Penn State Indiana game and college football as a whole. I will be. Uh, Producing Penn State Wrestling. Last week, Penn State Wrestling destroyed Navy. I think it was like 51 to nothing. It was a shutout. As uh, Penn State lifted another banner, eight and nine years. Best collegiate wrestling in the, in the country. Uh, the, I'll be producing for the another Penn State uh, wrestling event coming this Sunday. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Uh, Twitter.com slash all... AT Elite Pod, Twitter.com slash AT Elite Pod. We'll be recording uh, Friday or Saturday to be released on Saturday. I will be watching Florida State destroy Alabama State this week, and hopefully the Chiefs continue their winning ways against other AFC West rivals. DJ V Coops wrestle on Twitter. Holy fuck. Hopefully Notre Dame beats Navy. Can we please? Navy's pretty good. Navy's pretty good. 
Yeah, I know. That's what I'm concerned about <laughs> right now. Mm. And the uh, triple option, which Nerd yes. defense doesn't seem to know any better from every year they play Navy. Um, and I'll be hoping that the Eagles beat the Patriots. Flyers are on a pretty good streak right now. They're on a point mm-hmm. streak. Uh, even though we didn't get a shootout last night to Washington, that's not a hang-your-head-low moment. Um, but, you know, until next time, that was DJ D. Kooks and Beast Mike and for Floyd Johnson, I'm DJ D. Kooks. I'm being redundant again. And that is get in the Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.